this is Jeffrey Nothing from Mushroomhead on Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Mark Anthony from The Letter Black, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up? This is Mike from The Dead Wars Prada, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. In episode 65, we had the opportunity to catch up with The Devil Wears Prada vocalist Mike Heranica and do a little interview about a show they'll be doing in September, uh, September 3rd to be exact, at Mr. Small's a uh, benefit show. So uh, we wanted to pass along the information about the show with you, so we had the chance to talk to Mike, and uh, we're going to be playing that just a little bit later in the show. To get things started this week, we're going to play a song from a band from Uniontown, PA. The band is called Beyond Daylight. They can be found at myspace.com forward slash PA. Uh, a great song, and this song was actually produced by Mark Anthony, whose name you may remember uh, he is the uh, guitarist of the Letter Black, also from Uniontown. The Letter Black has been on the show a couple times now. So this is a band called Beyond Daylight. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, again, that was Beyond Daylight. The song was called Vacant Eyes. They will be doing a show this coming weekend. I don't know if you'll get this podcast in time. It's the 28th of August. They'll be playing Naomi Ballfield in Fayette City, doing a benefit show for a little fellow with cancer. So if you like the song and have the ability to get out for that, I uh, wholly encourage you to get out for that show. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview with uh, Mike Haranik uh, of the Devil Wears Prada. But before we do, we're just going to play a little snippet of a song from the new Zombie EP. This song is called Survivor. I am one of the last two Gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Mike from the band The Devil Wears Prada. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm great. Cool. Hey, I wanted to get in touch with you guys. You're coming into uh, Fair City of Pittsburgh on September 3rd. You're going to be playing Mr. Small. And it turns out now it's going to be a charity show. So I wanted to kind of touch base with you on exactly um, how that show came to be. You guys are going to be doing a charity for the uh, Arcadia Outreach Center. So I wanted to see um, how that came to be. Um, really, it was just um, our, our agent has talked to us about wanting um, how we haven't been to Pittsburgh in a long while, which is absolutely true. So uh, I uh, I had the idea to maybe do uh, to do this better. Or we have this uh, we have this small amount of time between Ohio and Revelation Generation up in New Jersey. I was like, you know, why don't we play Pittsburgh on the way out there? And uh, just the way everything was working out, it, it seemed I was like, why don't we make it a benefit show? Because it, it's something that we've We've never, we haven't done as in a long time. It's been years and years. So it was like, why not? You know, it, it, the bills are getting paid for and everything. We, we, you know, we have the ability to do it. So why not? And uh, like I said, we haven't played Pittsburgh in a while, so it just worked out perfectly as to where we should do it. And then uh, it just came down to um, picking a charity and all that. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, anything in Louisiana, I'm sure they certainly still need help getting back on their feet down there. Um, you guys are from the other side of Ohio. You came out of Dayton, and uh, you guys have only been around for about five years now. Is that a pretty fair yeah. statement? And you've accomplished obviously quite a heck of a bit. Um, now, obviously, this this metalcore kind of sound has been around for a little bit. But you know, growing up, who did you guys listen to? Especially you. I mean, the rest of the band has got kind of a you know, I can hear influences of thrash and some of the older school metal. What what did you listen to growing up? Um, when I first got into heavier stuff, originally it was like Thrice and Under Oath, and then that segue to like As Lay Dying, and then from there I, I found a lot of like, I kind of, when I joined the band, I was listening to a lot of really uh, like moshy bands, like Face Down bands, like uh, like Symphony in Peril and kind of bands like that, and um, I kind of just went off that, you know, and when I joined, about that time is when I, when I started playing with this band. The only... The only real traditional metal band that I I really got into and listened to a lot was uh, Judas Priest. Okay. But um, other than that, it, I, it's pretty modern stuff, and I listen to a lot of when I was going through high school. I was listening to it a lot of like emo or screamo or whatever, like uh, like Beloved, and uh, um, I don't know. I always listen to a lot of Norma Jean, and that was a lot of all those bands I just said were my most um, I don't know. I guess my biggest influences and my most 
common listens when I first started uh, playing with the band. Okay. So how did you, I mean, I've always wanted to ask a singer of your style, how do you do that night in and night out? I mean, if, if I try to do that for a song, you know, I'm, I'm done for the day. How do you do a full set of that? You, uh, it's really just, um, a lot of it is different techniques as far as off stage and on stage and, uh, preserving yourself correctly when you do it and not overexerting and then off stage to where you just, um, not trashing your voice all the time. And it comes down to that and, uh, warm ups and practice and, um, uh, like water and, and all that. It, it's sure. All those different things. Okay, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things I've often wondered. I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, liking Judas Priest, and I'm thinking this guy has got a thing for being singing the impossible. Um, you know, another <laughs> another singer whose voice has got to hurt at the end of the night. Um, yeah. The devil, the devil worst part, obviously, is is um, being a Christian band. Has that label been kind of a blessing or a curse, or how, how does how does that label fit the band, in your opinion? It fits us well, you know, like it, it's something that we put on ourselves and it's something that, you know, if, if we didn't like it, we wouldn't go under it. But uh, I don't know, really the only time that people notice is interviews when people ask me about it. Other than that, it's just, you know, being a fan, you just go to the show to the music you like, you know. And sure. uh, for more dire fans, then they get to know us and they get to know that message better. And then the, the fans that share the same belief system are able to really relate to it, you know. So our band is really meant to be listenable to everybody. And that's always been a, a primary objective of the band. And uh, I don't know, just everything we do with it is uh, important as far as how we put it all together. And uh, I don't know, that's kind of just how we, what we do. And um, it's just how it goes, you know. It's it's never really that big of a deal as compared mm-hmm. like as as it may seem within, like, when, when interviewers ask about it or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I noticed about you, I, I, I'm a little bit older than you, and I grew up in an era when there were bands like Striper, and their lyrics right. were very, very out there. Your lyrics, I think, are a little more subtle, um, a little more thought-provoking, maybe, and, and you kind of have to dig for some of the meaning, um, and maybe that helps. So you're not coming off as, I wouldn't call you guys, you know, a, a praise band on steroids by any means. So, uh, yeah, and that probably helps. Yeah. Now, do you ever? Does it ever cause you guys any kind of like? Do booking agents look at that and say, you know, we're, we're not going to put them on a show with this band because you know we can't team them, the, the Christian band, up with Behemoth or something like that? Has that ever become an issue? No, I I've never really heard anything about that. It it like the only thing I guess that when it comes to, like, booking that's different is that a lot of Christian bands ask us to do shows. So when we're doing festivals and whatnot, a lot of times we do these Christian ones. And a lot of times we're kind of the black sheep in that we're uh, <laughs> we're the band that, you know, tours with primarily secular bands. We don't do church tours or anything like that. We're just normal guys, so. Yeah. Now, speaking of tours, I mean, obviously you guys have been uh, a big component of the Warp Tour, um, and, and it seems like more recently you've been doing a lot of more intimate club shows and things like that. How is that experience? Is that deliberate to kind of get off the festival circuit or just kind of something yeah, that, to do in between? 
what we wanted to do this summer was just do the small clubs, which is why it's called the Back to the Roots Tour. And uh, it just follows doing the smallest clubs we can find. And uh, a lot of the times in the bigger cities, we'll have to do two nights to try to get as, you know, have so fans really get a chance to come and see us. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just like kind of the gimmick of the summer and what we wanted to do this 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 uh, this season. So um, lately it's been a lot of really small clubs, but, um, you know, branching off it will be back to normal whether it's warp tour or like the usual like house of blues style venues or whatever sure now if you um as the the singer and the guy who's kind of primarily responsible for kind of amping up the audience is it easier for you to work with with a small club or does the you know the energy of a live festival kind of feed off of itself it's they i don't know i'm i'm always there's always good things about whatever show you play, you know, like whether it's a huge outdoor festival or it's a big indoor venue or it's a really tidy indoor venue. It's, they're always good in their own specific way. And, um, I don't know, obviously it's great to go out and play in front of like 10,000 people and like getting that feeling. But when you're in a show with like the fans right in your face and being able to just hand off the mic and just have that energy, it's sure. nearly just as good, you know, and it's all, for me, I just like to mix it up, and I like to have a fair share of all the different styles of shows, and so we're lucky enough to be able to uh, kind of jump between the different shows and get a taste of everything. Yeah, I, I imagine, plus doing that, the, the more intimate shows, you're going to get a lot more hardcore Devil Wars product fans as opposed to somebody who might be going to see a work tour to see somebody else catching right. your band maybe first time. Now, you guys released uh, an EP yesterday, a uh, zombie EP. you want to talk a little bit about what kind of drove um, the creation of an EP and, and why now and not a full-length album? Um, we just had this quick idea to do these zombie-themed songs, and we uh, we ended up going with it. You know, we were able to work it out with the label and uh, all the business crap, but uh, it really just go with this idea and come up with music to where it was like, all right, we don't want to write a full length just yet, but it'd be nice to put out some sort of release for the fans. And uh, that turned out to be the zombie idea. It didn't really even come about that way. The reason we did the EP wasn't to, like, you know, have sales between full lengths or anything like that. It was just kind of this nonchalant idea. And um, it, it, it's it kind of solely based off of uh, just doing something, you know, whether it sold a thousand copies or, you know, it sells, like, tens of thousands of copies like we, it, it really was no it, it wasn't like a lose-lose situation you know it's kind of a win-win we just got to do it you know and yeah. uh so surely enough it's been we came up with the idea of the fall and uh now you know it's finally finally released and uh so far everybody's really really liked it and uh we're stoked on that and uh we're stoked to do something that was a different kind of concept and uh yeah. a different look there's a little bit different style in there, so it was a it was a fun project to be able to do. Yeah, it's um, a band that's kind of come up. You guys have kind of come into your own, I would say, sort of in the digital revolution, as opposed to you know some of the bands that came before you who were still as it had the benefit of CD sales. And you're a band that's probably, I'm going to guess, got got a large chunk of your sales in digital sales. Is um. Is the concept of an album, do you see it as something that may go away in, in your career because of the fact that people are tending to buy 
one-off songs, or do your fans still consume the entire album? Um, I don't know. I don't really know the statistics. I think a lot of our fans, the fans that I deal with are the diehard fans, you know, so obviously they're the ones going out and buy the CDs and the vitals, you know. Um, the, the ones that just want to buy one song on iTunes are obviously the people that don't put as much time into wanting to be me and talk to me and stuff. So it's kind of a one-sided story from my perspective, if you see what I mean. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, people ask me about the record industry, and I don't, I don't have an answer. You know, I don't know whether CDs are going to be extinct within ten years or whatever. Like, I, I hope not. I, I'm someone that's always bought all my CDs and never downloaded. And now, for the since the beginning of this year, I started collecting vitals, and now I've got my vital collection building up. And it's something that I think comes with music, you know. And someone that has a good collection is a more of a, a music collector, you know. It's a, and everybody says music is life, but at the same time, nobody's got the hard copies. And uh, it's something that I respect, and it's something that I like to do personally. And uh, I hope fans catch on to that. And there, a lot of the fans really do. A lot of the fans, like, when the EP leaked, like, two and a half weeks early, which is expected, a lot of the fans were like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to download this until I pre-ordered it. I'm going to listen to it when it gets in the mail. I'm like, that's awesome. And, I, and even the fact that we have a lot of young fans and to hear young fans have that perspective on the subject is, is awesome. And that it really gets me stoked, you know. And I, there's a lot of our fans and a lot of great bands have had fans that don't see eye to eye from the yeah. band to the listener. And I think yeah. that applies to us in some ways. A lot of the, of the the people that listen to us are a portion of them are people that really just want to have the, the stupid bright T-shirt, you know, and try to fit in. And that's something we we definitely hate, you know. We never wanted to do a look. We wanted to do a sound, and we wanted to do a message with the sounds rather than be a cool t-shirt and hot topic, you know, and, uh, yeah. so we don't always see eye to eye with fans, but it, it's really sweet to see to what we do have the fans that are like, they really get it, you know, and they get what we did with the EP and they get the fact that we're guys working and, you know, the, the record sales are good for us and, and help us to do what we do. And, uh, it's just awesome to see fans really get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to hear you mention about kind of being the, the t-shirt of the month hot topic. I think, you know, that is, I think, some bands seem to drive themselves more on the merchandise sales than on the actual reason they're musicians, so it's refreshing to hear. Um, speaking of clothing line, is, there, is your um, clothing line still going on right now, the Traditiona? Um, Tradition is in the works. It was, uh, it was a brand before I moved over to it. It was like a dyed brand, but uh, it's my roommate and his brother, and... Uh, we just decided when my when my last company kind of dropped out um, that I was going to move over there. Now it's just something that we've been focusing on, and it's taken a long time. It's been about a year since I came up with the basically the announcement. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to work on this new company." So it's been a long time, but we're working on it. It's really slow, but at the same time, like there's not much expectation. I'm not like trying to hurry it up because I need to make a dime, you know, or something like that. I'm just kind of moving at its moving at its own pace or whatever so sure understandable and Mike there's one more thing I had to ask you I know the first time I saw a clip of you guys alive it, it hit me immediately the tattoo you have on your neck how painful was that it was bad it was it was a little bit worse than my ribs but my ribs are really bad too and what's weird is that 
a lot of people have their ribs done, but then everybody thinks that my throat has to be the worst. But it, it's not that bad. It, it's pretty bad, though. To keep, yeah, to keep it short, yes, it does hurt. All tattoos hurt. I have to admit, this from shaving all these years, seeing that you went over your Adam's apple, I was like, oh, my goodness, that had to hurt. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you guys are pretty busy. Again, you're going to be coming into town September 3rd, playing Mr. Small, a great benefit show that night, and uh, I'll have all the ticket information up on the site, everyone, to get tickets for that. So thank you a lot for coming on the show, Mike. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. All right, from the album With Roots Above and Branches Below, that was Des Moines from uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Hope you enjoyed the interview. The show, again, is September 3rd at Mr. Small, so you can get tickets online for those, I'm sure. You can find more information about us out at www.ironcityrocks.com. We're available on all the social sites uh, by just using forward slash Iron City Rocks. We invite you to stop by our website. We've got... Uh, pretty well blanketed the Pittsburgh region for concerts on our concert page. We've got a new blog section uh, where we share some more editorial type opinions on things going on in the area. And uh, we've got a contest going on right now that may be of interest to you Devil Wears Prada fans. We are giving away a pair of tickets to see Bullet for My Valentine. They will be playing October 9th out at the Time Warner Cable Amphitheater at Tower City out uh, in the Cleveland area. So if you're interested in taking a road trip to see a, a great metal band, you want to get in on that contest, go to the contest link on ironcityrocks.com. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time.